Hi, welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast for this Music Sunday episode. Thanks a lot, everybody, for joining me. Today, I was delighted to be joined by another singer-songwriter, uh, Trina Sings. So, I was delighted to be able to speak to Trina about her music, and I got to share her songs as well. So, enjoy the podcast, and thanks me for tuning in. Thank you. Hi and welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast, another Music Sunday um, episode. Today I'm delighted to be joined by another guest, another great singer-songwriter, Trina Singh. Um, so you're, you're very welcome along today, Trina. Thanks a lot for coming on. Thanks a million, Mark, and it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for asking me. No, thank you. Uh, so we'll probably start off the podcast tonight, um, or today rather. Uh, would you like to tell the listeners a little bit, a bit about your music and um, your great songs that you have um, have out there in an EP? Please. Sure, yeah. I released a five-song EP last last year in 2021. And I, yeah. I uh, the, the title of the EP is Trina Sings, which is also my stage name. It's got yeah. five songs, which opens with Ruby My Beauty. And Ruby, my beauty, I wrote for my first daughter, Ruby. And it's about the joy as as well as the chaos that our first children bring us. And yeah. it's um I think you have three children, Mark, so you know where I'm you know what I'm referring to. I do, to. yeah. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a great yeah. song. It's a really good song. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. It's a waltz and yeah. Um yeah. so the second song then is about it's about going with the flow and taking it easy and it's a it's really about a state of being that i aspire to it's much less like the way i actually live, live my life yeah. but i do think we'd all be good better if we could just take it easier and if we mm. could nurture a little bit and the reference to the flow of the wind is just to go with the energy that's already there and i think it's really important to nurture the planet at the moment so i like just to reference nature and then the third song is it's quite a different song. So it's a it's a song of grief and frustration. It's called a void. And it's basically it came from a place when I when I was trying when I was already writing songs and trying to get myself out there and finding it really difficult because I just I didn't know the music industry. I didn't know how to go about it. I didn't know I wasn't playing with a band. I wasn't in a scene. I, yeah. I kind of hit on songwriting again later and in, in terms of my life. And um, I just found it really hard. So I wrote this song out of frustration, but it's also about um, losing faith. And, and, you know, like most of Irish people of my generation, I was brought up Catholic with with no questions asked. And then, you know, going through different stages in my life where, where, where I realized that the absolutes just, they're not, abs- there are no absolutes. So there is a grief when, when you figure out that you have to let go of certain things that you, you believed were, were to be the case. And that song refers to that. And it's, it's when I sing that, I, I imagine myself like the little king on a lonely planet out in the universe and staring into deep space, just wondering, you know, is there, is there anyone out there? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's quite a, it's, I laugh, but it is a lonely song. And it is, I always dedicate it to people who are experiencing loneliness or isolation or abandonment when I sing it live. And uh, and even if they're listening tonight, that's that's who it's for. And then the fourth song in that EP, it goes. It's a different tone altogether. It's um, it's a much more strident and it's a strong tone. It comes from a place of relatively it's, it's strength, and um, it's called Light in the Pattern. And it is a contemplation on whether our discontent or our suffering or us being ill at ease is to do with internal uh, circumstances 
whether, you know, it's our psychological programming, our conditioning, how we were brought up or our attitude, our outlook, or if indeed it's to do with the many external factors which can cause suffering, such as violence, poverty, famine, pestilence, a pandemic, mm. yeah, <laughs> and all those yeah. things that are very real and that no amount of positive thinking or, you know, changing your attitude or getting your, your mental health or your house in order internally is going to change those things. And these things cause a lot of suffering. And usually those who suffer most have re really very little influence over them. So it's kind of like, like I started one position in the song thinking, well, it's all there's an awful lot of it is on us and it's to do with our attitude. And then I realized, well, no, actually not so. But it's for the listener just to decide themselves. You know, I'm 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 in between two stools on that one. And it also refers to, you know, there's one line in it, um, uh, power transferred from colony to church. And that refers explicitly to the to the to to the, the abuse of power first by a colonizer and then by by the institutions who took over and filled that that gap in power and those institutions were the state the catholic church and the various government departments so it's quite a political song that one mm -hmm. and it just asks who's taking responsibility now for for the way things are in ireland who is because there are too few as far as i can see and then the last one a bit of hope and light. So Narnia is a song that I wrote. Um, it's just really, a, it's, it's like a prayer, really. And it's a song of faith and belief and hope and light and love. And it's asking the universe or the sun, the physical sun or wherever, whatever entity or whatever, wherever we believe we can get get comfort and solace and nurture and, and nurture, nurturing and energy. It's just say bathe me in this light. So it's a very it's a very hopeful ending to the EP and that kind of tra trajectory of opening up with Ruby and, and the, the joy and the chaos together, then the flow, then the void, then the political. And at the end of the light, that was a very conscious storyline that was gone through the EP. It wasn't an accident that it went in that arc. So yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Like just does does there's great uh backstories to all your songs and they sound very powerful. So I'm really looking forward to sharing your music on the show notes for everybody to check out. So make sure everybody checks them out. Um so so thanks very much for sharing uh, the stories uh, behind the songs they sound great. And um probably as well um have you always written yourself where did the journey begin for yourself with your songwriting yeah so i i haven't always written actually so i i started playing songs and accompanying myself to covers mainly when i was a child i got a guitar from santa <laughs> So I started to learn, you know, it's not instant, it's, you know, it's not instant gratification, um, but I did start and I started to learn and I, 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 it didn't occur to me that you could write your own songs for a long time. And I did a lot of covers and I did a lot of folk, a lot of trad, a lot of rocky covers, a lot, a lot of pop. And it was only really I was doing a, I did a degree and then I did a fourth course, which is what you did in my day after your yeah, degree. I remember that myself, yeah. <laughs> yeah Everyone yeah. graduated to fourth courses because there was no employment. And um, I was doing one in music and drama and it was great. And I was just kind of because I was exposed to music all the time. It just and people were writing songs in the group. I just started writing um 
but I parked them. I, I used to write the melodies first and then I then I'd write song, lyrics over it. And then I just I just parked them because I, I just thought there are so many amazing songs written, you know, Leonard Cohen mm. is I'm a big fan. And mm. I mean, you can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't compete with and Cat Stevens, like the set, the stuff that came out of the 70s was just extraordinary, you know, in terms of the poetry and the lyrics and the music. And it was just brilliant. So I just thought, ah, sure, all the songs, the great songs are written, you know. Um, and then I did a lot of choral and I did a lot of cabaret and I did, I did, a, 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 you know, I did my master's and whatnot. And it was really only after in 2013, after my second daughter, Juno, was born that I actually, it, it was after doing a show, actually, that somebody gave me a lovely opportunity to do a show. And then I, whatever it was, the process of writing the show for Jezebel, which was, I, I was using country songs, but I wrote a story to weave them together. It was a little mini musical. And it was that process. It was actually been challenged myself to write creatively mm. um, that I realized, oh, there was something just hit me. And after, immediately after that show, I wrote Juno's song. And that was the first song that I had written in a long time. And uh, I then I just kept writing. Then something was 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 unleashed. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. <laughs> that sounds like a great fast course, by the way, Trina. That that sounds really cool. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm sorry I didn't come across one of them myself. <laughs> it was brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah that that sounds great. And um, it's, that's great. Yeah, thanks a lot, Trina. And, and just what keeps you motivated in your in your songwriting yourself? Uh, Twin, if you could say one or two things that kind of keep you going with your song, and just say, for instance, you, you yes. find it difficult at times to write. Oh, write, yeah, write I find I don't find it difficult to write the songs. What I do find difficult is to get them produced and to get them out there and then to promote yeah. them. So, mm -hmm. like, I, I have to say that for me, the writing is the easy bit. The writing and the getting the melodies is really the easy bit. I don't really I, that that's that's the nice bit that's the enjoyable yeah. bit um right. it's then it's it's that thing of of finding the producers finding the accompanists finding the whole shebang to go around it and then the promotion yeah. like i really last year when i was promoting the ep i was just like it was just really it was a lot of desk work <laughs> Yeah, and right. I and I and I don't have unlimited time like I do have a day job that I that I have to I, I work and I have family and everything. So I found that even though it was great to get it out there, that element, I, I, I just lost time to music. So now I'm delighted to come back to the album again and to be able to focus on that. And I'm working with a great producer called David Flood and we're, we're putting the album together now. So hopefully it'll be out next year. And um, but I have you asked me about motivation, actually, and um, my girls are huge motivators because I have three girls mm. and yeah. I really it was really when when Ruby was born that um, I, I started writing short stories for children again. And there's a lot of things that I wrote and I was really motivated to to do the things that I wanted to do, even though it, it is challenging when you have children and mm -hmm. um, yeah. for in terms of time. But I really didn't want to be a mother who had put all my stuff to one side because I didn't want to show mm -hmm. them that. I wanted to show them that you can do what you want to do at whatever level you're at. You have to do it. You have to do what you want to do. And whether it's, you know, whether it's at amateur level or semi-professional or professional or whatever level your art is at, you have to do it and you have to get it out there. So I wanted I wanted to live that 
for my girls so that they'll that they will do it and that they'll be motivated to follow their dreams if they have them in the performing arts if they have them or whatever wherever wherever they want to go and then uh, more literally um Ruby's song is published, Juno's song is written and going on the album, but I have to write Lola's song yet and I've gone at it a few times and it's not there yet. So that's a big yeah. motivator. I need to get her song down. She's a, she's, a, she's a very, very brave and courageous little girl and it's hard to capture her, but I, I am, I am um, very motivated to have a song for each of them on the physical album. I didn't put the EP on a CD, but I do want to have a physical CD for the the next album and I want to I want my girls to have a song each so that if I don't do any more at least they have their songs well that's <laughs> brilliant and, and, and what a lesson for your for your girls as well that, that's absolutely brilliant like for keeping them kind of motivated as for in life as well that, that that's brilliant like um Trina absolutely brilliant because as well I love your voice as well like it's such a great folky voice as well um so um it's going to be great for for the share your great music as well on the podcast, you know. And so where where as well can people um listen to your music and uh buy your music as well, Trina? So they yeah. So I'm um I, I'm on Spotify under Trina Sings. Those five songs are on Spotify, they're on SoundCloud, they're on YouTube, and they're on all the all the distribution channels. So when you when you when, <laughs> I don't know if your listeners know this, probably lots of them do, but when you when you want to get on Spotify, you have to go through a distributor and they've put me everywhere. Even on platforms that I don't didn't even know exist or that I never used, like right. iTunes, Apple Music, there's all sorts of um, there there are all those channels. So really, wherever you're listening to your music, you should be able to find Trina sings. It's a, it's um it's great. It's bizarre, but it's great. But the ones I use mainly are Spotify and SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Actually, if you wanted to buy yeah. the if you wanted to buy the EP or song by song, they're 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 very affordable on Bandcamp. I have a little website there as well. Yeah, Bandcamp is really good. I've actually used that myself. Um, it's it's a really good, easy way to kind of get your music out there. Like, and you can put any friend of your system, as you know, Trini, you can put as much songs up as you like. Yeah. There's no restrictions on it, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. And it's also, yeah. you know, people can, can listen for free. Like, they're on my website. Mm. They can listen for free yeah. if they want. And I hope yeah. they do, because, like, mm. for me, there's no commercial gain, really, in it. And exactly. there's no... Yeah. But people, it's very nice when people do want to support. And I, I got great support when I did that EP. And I had lots of people just buying CDs or buying the EP off Bandcamp. Half of them, I know, um, friends of my parents wouldn't even have the facility to play them, I'd say. You know, that there would, <laughs> you yeah, know, exactly, yeah. but it was really nice of people <laughs> to, to, you know, to download the files and to, and to pay the, the couple of bob. So I really appreciate that when people do that. Yeah. And, and thank yeah. you. No, it's great, isn't it? And um, you've you done, a, done a performance recently, I think um, the last time we were open, like we were, we were allowed to do stuff. You did Was there some kind of concert you did before as well? Yeah. Was it online, was it? Sorry. Yeah, I did. I did first Fortnite's Kishton, which is actually a year ago now, which is which is on like time stood still in the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so since first since Kishton, I was I was in a lineup with the great Al McKellar and Sinead White and Gary Tiernan, and it was it was pre-recorded in Arthur's Pub, and it went out last January, and then again on YouTube in March. So that's available on YouTube, and it's on my own YouTube channel. But also, I'm in um, a, a group called Mothers Artists Artists Makers, and that's where I test my songs. So when I write a song. And I write the lyrics, I write the melody, I put down the chords, but I'll bring them to a salon to test them 
firstly, it makes me get them to perform in standard. But secondly, it's just when when you when you get other people's feedback, you really know whether you have a song or not. Um, and I test them there. But we're doing a gig. It's probably going to be the last mom gig we're going to do online and it's on the 3rd of February. So that's going to be um, the tickets are available. It's on Zoom, but the tickets are available at Eventbrite. It's it's um, it's ticketed. So I'm right, really yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so you might send a link to that as well for uh, when it when it's um when it's happening, and I can put it on the show notes as well for people to find. Um, yeah, we'll do. Yeah, the link is live actually, so I'll send it to you now straight away after this. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. That's great. Yeah, that's absolutely brilliant, Trina. Thanks very much. And um, no as problem. well, I know, like, no problem. Um, so who influences it? What what kind of um music or artists um or bands have influenced you most yourself? And your favourite, really, to, to listen yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've listened. My 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 uh, taste is so eclectic. So my I started. I was brought up in Belmullet County Mayo, and really the only kind of music I was exposed to growing up was country music, both American and country and Irish. And I love the country greats. Like I love the songs of Dolly Parton's and Johnny Cash, and then later the more rocky versions. They're amazing songwriters, and they're amazing songs. And Steve Earle, Waylon Jennings, for some reason, uh, like I just all the guys. <laughs> I I think yeah. they're I, I think they're brilliant, and I perform them, and I love them. And then later, then I did um, a master's in the Irish World Academy of Music and Dance. That was so there was a degree, a false course, and a master's. <laughs> Um, and Quite I, fun. I did it. <laughs> yeah. it was, it really was. Yeah. But um, yeah. I did that in world music, so we got exposed to traditional, including traditional Irish, and um, we got exposed to amazing music from all over the world. And it was just really brilliant. And I made great friends there, who I'm still friendly with, and great musicians. So I really love trad and I really love world music. And then I joined Cantori Choir, where I met Accardo and also, well, not in that order. We sang for years before we got together, but we did yeah. Um, yeah. choral arrangements of world music in that choir. A lot, a lot of, you know, Hungarian music, a lot of Russian music, music from all over the world uh, alongside the classics. And that yeah. was that was that was great. So I love choral. And then I went to Journey into Cabaret. So I've done a, a cabaret show. Um, with the songs of Kurt Feil, Jacques Brel, John Cander and Fred Ebb, the musical numbers from Cabaret and Chicago and just those great Cabaret numbers. I just absolutely, they're, they're just fantastic. So I did um, yeah. a show in Bewley's Cafe Theatre in the Cobalt Cafe and I did a show in Dublin Fringe Festival. And then I had my girls, so the cabaret was kind of parked. I did a lot of parking, as I think I said that earlier. Um, but all of those influences, and then of course, there's there's the folk and there's the Leonard Cohen and the Bob Dylan and the Cat Stevens and all of those seventies greats that I've that I that I'm heavily influenced by and I still am. And and uh, so like I yeah I loved I love a really good like, set of lyrics and I really love really dynamic music and I love rock as well. We we listen to a lot of Queen. The girls love Queen at the minute. Classic. Um, yeah, yeah. They're they're brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's on kind of constant in the house and in the car. Yeah. Um. So it really, to be honest with you, like when people say what genre, I'm just like oh. Yeah. You, you sound very like me, Trina. You sound very like me. <laughs> you've, you've just you've just uh, mentioned all the all the bands and Johnny Cash and oh, class. Uh, 
<laughs> brilliant, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> there, yeah. there, was a, there was a guy from First Music Contact, David Wilkinson, I was talking to, and uh, we're talking about, he said, no, you have to let, you have to give yourself good labels when you're putting stuff up. And he said, why not try yeah. Cabaret Folk? And I was like, okay. <laughs> Cabaret Gosh, folk. Yeah. That's who I'll be That's then. Brilliant. And then, uh, yeah, Pinocchio magazine ran ran with that as a headline when they did an article on me. So I was, I was delighted with that. Sounds good. That's great. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, because um, because a creature there, Bob Dylan was some 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 songwriter, isn't he, uh, Trina? Oh yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I love his political. I love this. I love his songs, um, and I love the political yeah. nature of the songs at the time. They're really they're anthems. So many of them. So, yeah. yeah, I was just sending one of my songs actually to David uh, yesterday and we were talking about it and it is an anthem. It's called Conflict Resolution. Um, and it's even though it's a very celebratory, upbeat song, it's it really ref I, I wrote it actually three nights before the uh, uh, the shooting in a school in Florida. And there's a song, there's a line in it that says, if you're feeling isolated and your mind is locked in stasis, well, don't bother making friends, just take up arms. But it's a play on that, take up arms. And it's actually, it means, you know, surrender and the much more peaceful take up arms. So, but it, it felt, I was very, um, it felt very uncanny because I wrote it on the 9th of February and then this happened on the 13th of February and it felt very, um, very sadly predictive. So, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Some some of my songs are quite political. I have a few feminist anthems as well that I'm dying to get produced. <laughs> so um... <laughs> great stuff, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, this uh, thanks a lot for sharing all this, Trina. It's brilliant. And um, and also, um, did you find it difficult um in the pandemic kind of to 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 write your music, or um, was it was it kind of a, um a struggle in any way to, to, over the last two years? Uh, the pandemic, oh God, the pandemic. I mean, the pandemic was different for everyone, wasn't it? Like I, I, I did struggle with, with a lot, with, I did struggle with the restrictions. I did, particularly the very first lockdown when we could only go two kilometers, like that was hardcore. You know, I did, I did struggle with that. Now we, I made, we, we made the best of it. We live near the Phoenix Park here. So the big thing for me has been spending time outdoors. So I did get time outdoors but to answer your actual question like i i was able to record my ep in the first like in we did the recordings from august to december 2020 so yeah. even though the pandemic was on and then there was the restrictions changed dramatically during that time you were still allowed to record so you were mm. still recording was was permitted for broadcast so we got that done and then the kishin gig which was also pre-recorded that that was also permitted and that was broadcast so in actual fact i i was okay during the pandemic you know in terms of performances like there was i would have loved to have done more live performances and the mam salons that we used to do in person they they all went and that was a huge outlet that i that i missed you know and in, in fact in fact i wrote i didn't I, I can tell that if if I had had a year or two of salons, I would have finished an awful lot of the other songs that would be going on the second album. But there was that yeah. thing of not having that outlet where you were where you needed to bring something to you had to you have to finish it before you put it in front of people. So it's one thing yeah. to put the songs down and the lyrics. But in actual fact, there's a lot of rehearsal and practice that goes into it before it's ready. And mm -hmm. unless you have an audience, there's there's not a, you know, it's you're less motivated to do it essentially so 
Um, I'm dying for for that to get back back on again yeah. in person and for gigs to be more, yeah, for gigs to happen essentially. Yeah. Well, well thankfully we're, we're heading that direction now. Yeah, thank we you. Are. Sorry, thank you. Yeah, so that, that that's that's really really promising news there the last last couple of days. Thankfully, you know, but um, I know. just we all have to be we all still have to be careful and cautious. Like, but um, but as you said, yeah. it's been awful for for a lot for everybody the last two years. But at least you can kind of look at stuff we've done um progressively like you know the the sound writing and the writing of the short stories it's good to kind of focus on what you can control and you know so you yeah. know what's in your locus control you know there there are elements of it as well you know the, the pandemic really forced me to slow down and hmm. in actual fact you know particularly like i've i rarely slowed down but like say the, the christmas where we couldn't travel it was actually really nice to just go, okay, yeah. stop. We can't do anything. We can't go anywhere. We can't travel. But but so just taking it easy and taking a step back with the family. And and I've actually really come to value uh, lots of, of, of time with nothing in it, even though I might be busy with the family and doing stuff, but stuff that's less planned where you can actually decide, okay, we'll, you know, go with the flow a bit more you know yeah. so i've become to really value with that and i don't want to lose all that i don't want to i don't want to go back i'm dying to get out but i don't want things to be hectic again yeah yeah, yeah. so we, we learned a good few lessons as i say from it like you know wait I think so. more <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah but listen this has been this has been fabulous uh trina talking to you thanks very much for coming on the podcast and i'm looking forward to sharing all your music on the from the show notes for people to check out so make sure everybody um goes to the show notes and, and plays your songs and um I, I wish you all the success going forward with your with your music and your, your sound writing thank you so much and um it's been a it's been lovely talking to you mark and i'll just say the name Thanks, of the really. album before you go so people can look oh, of out course, for it yeah definitely year. yeah sorry it's yeah. called yeah. so the ep is trina sings and the album is called the diva and the doormat great <laughs> that's one we won't forget very easy <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. and, and also Stitching. i have to i i have the pleasure to to play with um Ricardo, your husband as well we we, we, yeah. we, we play in a band together so that that's really good <laughs> that's yeah. connection folks <laughs> that's pretty, I, it yeah. is connection it is connection yeah and he's he's rehearsing uh the baseline for one of my songs that right now as we speak <laughs> I'm dying to hear that. Yeah. And he's dying, yeah, yeah. Mark, to get back with back to the band. So I'm really, yeah, I'm yeah. really look I'm really looking forward for his sake for, for you guys uh, to start yeah. making music again. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to yeah. that. Thanks, Trina. Okay, so thanks a minute for tuning in tonight to Mark's motivational podcast, Music Sunday episode. Uh, that was Trina Sings, everybody. So thanks again, Trina. All the best. Thanks a million, Mark. Will I just yeah, I'll finish up here. Okay, so <laughs> thanks very much and uh, take care. Talk is Tuesday for Audit Tuesday. Take care. Thank you. Okay, folks, I got a tree for you as well. Um, I'm going to play Trina's uh, five songs that she mentioned on the podcast as well. The first song you're going to hear is Ruby, My Beauty. And the second one is Flow with the Wind. The third is The Void. And the fourth is light in the pattern and the, the fifth one is narnia so uh they're great songs thanks million for trina for uh coming on the podcast and sharing your great music so we enjoyed this everybody thanks for tuning in thank you
Yeah, thanks a million again for tuning into today's podcast, Mark's Motivational Podcast, Music Sunday episode. So that was a brilliant podcast, talking to Trina about her music, and I also really enjoyed her songs that she shared with me as well. So make sure to check them out. And I'm also going to share all Trina's links on the show notes to check out as well, to her Spotify and also an upcoming gig that she's doing as well so make sure to check that out as well thanks for the trainer wish you all the success in the future so uh stay tuned for authors tuesday and um, we're gonna have another, another guest on the podcast on tuesday so stay tuned for that and thanks a million for tuning in have a great week good to me and all good Sound of fall goodbye <laughs>